I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Penis Fellatio. And <laughs> that's Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Once again, this is a podcast about movies, about television shows, about video games. About us having a new website, Jake. About us having, we've got so much new stuff for everybody to be excited about. We've undergone a bit of a rebranding over the past why jake why have we done this (laughs) because for some legal reasons we uh went with a temporary logo for a little while uh there were no legal reasons here someone just threatened us and we said okay (laughs) yep (laughs) so they harshly threatened us by politely asking us to make our logo a little bit different you bastards okay we can do that (laughs) Fair play. Fair enough. Fair enough, guys. Uh, but uh, we've, uh, after a couple months, uh, we found ourselves 10 to 11. I'm like, all right, we can go a little bit old, a little bit of new. So we're yeah. going to go. A little we did bit. some gay shit. We went to some gay clubs. <laughs> we we found ourselves. Yeah. We decided that we may be straight. And we've decided. We that don't know for sure yet. We're so Our that brand out. is checkered flags and comic book explosions. America, Del Hart. Boom. Yeah, that'll be our alternate. See, there's so many opportunities when deep you have south. two flat. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> not not super a, deep. I'm just saying like exactly. a little deep. We're from North Carolina. Like We're, the tip in deep. This isn't Mississippi, Alabama. No, no, levels. but this is North Carolina born and raised. North Carolina, not South Carolina even. South Carolina, it's a whole different. It's a wild west I mean, down there. They don't call it murder it's a, beach It's for an nothing. absolutely lawless hellhole from what I can tell. Except I had for, a good time over there. Except for Charleston. Charleston's great. Oh, Charleston's great. Absolutely. You know, I actually enjoyed one of the tourist some capitals kind of, of the world. Pancake place in Myrtle Beach that I went to this past July. Pancake place. It was very good. It was like Johnny Pancakes or something like that. Yeah. Or Johnny Blueberries. I can't remember. It was great. Probably a little bit less racist than Tar Baby's Pancakes. Tar Baby's Pancakes. Whose logo that I... Is that a real thing? It is a. Re- it was a real thing. They've gone out of business Tar recently. Tar Baby. <laughs> Uh, but they were in business up until about 2018, I believe. Who was their mascot? Oh, <laughs> just Google it if you could find if you could find the image of it. I will Google it and I'll report it. It's what uh, some people from overseas might call sus. It's a little sus. <laughs> Suspect is what you're. Yeah, saying. it's bad. It's hard. It's, it's bad. They're out of business. North Myrtle Beach. Okay, I found it. I found it. Found it. Yeah. Okay, no permanently closed, but we could still call the place. <laughs> They've been permanently canceled. How was their pancakes, though? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've- yeah, I can see where that could be a problem. <laughs> exactly. Crazy, I mean, crazy to believe it took until 2018 for them to be like, oh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, you could maybe fashion this character into something else. This character. This. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's a hard sell in this social climate. Yeah, it should have been a hard sell a lot longer. But yeah, I always every there was. Well, those- I mean, if the pancakes are really good, let's <laughs> let's face facts. If the pancakes were good, then we could have excused let's this. Let's face of facts. People excuse shit whenever if their food is good. good. Yes. Well, whenever the product's good, if their pancakes were better, they'd be in business. Boom! Drop the microphone. That yeah, is exactly casual racism aside. The pancakes were also not good, so boom, canceled. And you're done, son. Yeah, exactly. You've kicked. We've kicked both legs from out underneath of you, tar babies. You ain't pancakes. got nothing to stand on. Gone absolutely all in on this now defunct business in North Myrtle Beach. <laughs> suck shit, idiots. Anyways, we, <laughs> any, other, any other any other businesses we want to take down tonight? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I was fighting for a reason. 
But no, I am needing no reason at this point. Needing no reason to carry on. Anyways, like we said, we've got a new logo. We've got a new website. So we got some uh, new ventures to take. I didn't review Doc Antle. <laughs> so <laughs> some things also, are old and some things are new. And I was some things stay the same. I was going to say also is center to central to South Carolina history. But most of the Doc Antle documentary takes place in Virginia, as it takes as it turns out to the so, north. Yeah, that's north of us. So even even less excuse for this type of behavior where weed is legal. Do you want to hear about Doc Antle? You know up, what? Up at the top. Let's give me the tip and let's let that dick drop all up inside me. Let's go. <laughs> exactly what Doc Anna was up to in the 80s, as it seems like. Wow. So um, this was an unexpected one, Ryan, but uh, Netflix is they've done it again. No, they haven't. They've, they've done been it. doing it. They've done it. They've done done it for a third time now. That's like saying Kiss has done done it for another time in their final film where <laughs> tour. <laughs> It already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. It's continuing to happen. So Netflix has surprise released a there's nothing surprise Tiger King spinoff. Their first money out of that their first ever Tiger King spinoff. Where <gasps> they were like, here's first season one, season two. Now here's a three episode mini series focused on Doc Antle. Are they all mini series? They kind of are. So we went seven episodes, five episodes, three episodes this time. But uh, nothing can top the original. No, no. You ain't that straight, are you? But two weeks ago, we were uh, surprised by the conspicuous absence of a Mr. Dr. Antle. Was it two weeks or was it last week? I cannot remember. It was last week, Because this last two years has absolutely ruined my perception of time. But uh, Dr. Bogvan Antle, as it turns out, his legal name is Dr. Or not Dr. His legal name is Kevin Antle. <laughs> Kevin. Which I don't know if he's ever legally ch- legally changed, but I just want to point that out. That Yo, what's up, y'all? Bogvon's real name is Kevin, and he's not actually a doctor. Anyways, so uh turns out back in the early 1980s, we're introduced to a Before young our lives. doctor. Kevin. <laughs> Would you bang Dr. Kevin? He let was me pull, an attractive man. Let me pull up a photo of him, Ryan, just so you can get the full experience. Yeah. Give me the frontal. So back in the 1980s, he looked about like this. I mean, whatever we're about to see, it could have been the time. Okay. I'm All right. I'm looking. What am I looking so at? all of these are present day photos. Okay, perfect. That's yep. not getting me anywhere. Yep. Yep. Perfect. You look like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he looks like he could belong in Black Sabbath. He's got his cross necklace on, unbuttoned, completely unbuttoned shirt, long hair, mustache, young kid, butt chin. Yeah, he looks completely different. Uh, but he's up to the same sort of shit. So I think that a, lo- mobs. a lot of the. <laughs> okay, so here he is with his his guru, which poses a a big part of this story. So in the night early 1980s, he was a part of this yoga group uh, where this hot in- yoga or regular yoga, regular yoga. Oh, a little bit of cult yoga, as it turns out. Mm, so he's a part of me. a yoga group called Yogaville, which is. Uh, in Northern Virginia in the early 1980s. Nova, as some of the kids would call it. As we will call it from now on. He's up in Nova. No, no, the kids really do call it that. Oh, well, I... They're like, oh, we're from Nova. Couldn't give a shit less. Anyways, he's up there. He's he's up there somewhere. And they're up to some, uh, they're up to some yoga stuff. And he's obsessed. What is yoga stuff? He's up, he's obsessed with this Indian guy that he's just like, I love. Is he trying to fuck him? No, but he's like, I love yoga. I love what you're about. I love this peace and love stuff. I'm all about, I've got a lot of big cats. I'm going to start a zoo in Virginia. And he does. And he, uh. Were there drugs involved? There are lots of drugs involved. Makes sense. There are lots of him having sex with 14-year-olds also involved, which gets a little bit... uh, Well, well, hang on, hang on before we jump to hasty conclusions. How old is he? uh, He's 26. Okay, continue. (laughs) We will just go into the conclusions. So he's married at this point. They've relocated. To a 14-year-old? He's married to someone a little bit younger, but not 14. A little bit younger? 
He's married 14? to like a, he's married to like someone that's like twenty two at this point. Oh, okay. We, we we get to talk to her in this documentary, but all of the stuff about him, he gives no fresh interviews. So a lot like Carol Baskin in season two, all of this is unused footage. The interviews, at least, are unused footage from. Do you think that means that he'll reappear in later episodes? To right the wrongs, definitely not. I would not appear on TV again after this. We burnt our bridges. (laughs) We will never hear from him again. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, it's a lot of stuff about him. Like, oh, I'm in Myrtle Beach. I've got the best premier tiger facility ever. A lot of stuff about Joe Exotic being like, I want to be like Doc Antle. Doc Antle's got it figured out. He's charging people fifty dollars to take photos of tiger cubs this guy's got it figured out and they there's footage of them like joe exotic's team his team going to myrtle beach to like figure out how to run their facility like the myrtle beach safari i remember doc Hansel's stuff right. over in like and broadway then, on the beach and then they throw it back foot landing they One throw it back to like okay well you know this isn't the first zoo he had he had a zoo originally in virginia and what was he up to when he was in virginia we go all the way back to the 80s and fucking invest, pussy investigate his backstory and he's married to he's married to a girl that they relocated from Arizona to Virginia because he's obsessed with this uh, yoga guru. And then he starts like taking a lot of interest in some, uh, let's say, younger, younger teenage girls that are members of this yoga, not cult. I don't want to say cult because they're not exactly cult, but they are an environment that definitely makes it easy for him to prey upon younger girls where he's like, hey, you want to come play with my cats? And then he starts like uh, going to the Bahamas and stuff with like 14, 15 year old girls. What if he knew Jeffrey Epstein and getting <laughs> I'm surprised Jeffrey Epstein does not make an appearance in this, but I'm not. Well, not he didn't kill he himself. Does it. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, he starts hanging out with young girls. He starts having spiritual weddings. What's and wrong with having spiritual weddings, Jake? The, the lady that he's actually legally married to, I guess, based on. I hate to say this, but based on her current mental state and capacity, was probably on drugs then and is definitely on some drugs now. (laughs) She is looking real bad, real bad at this point. But yeah, that's basically basically the thrust of this, that he establishes a cult. He tries to make a movie. uh, It fails. And he gets alerted to the authorities. What kind of movie was he making? He was, it was supposed to be like a, an, a documentary movie, but it turns out that it was a piece, himself. piece of shit. He defrauded a lot of people of in the area of money and they put this out. And I think it's, I can't remember the exact title, but they put out some kind of really terrible, like pseudo, like it's like a half drama, half documentary movie that he has since disowned and I'm assuming he will have since disown uh, this documentary, but they put it out and it was real bad. And he gets alerted to the authorities get on his case at some point and they, uh, they don't like him. They make him, uh, they, he winds up abandoned. The long story is that he abandons these animals in Virginia and beelines it for Tennessee. And then I guess later Myrtle beach afterwards. Hell yeah. He leaves, a lot of tigers and a lot of animals just on this farm in the snow and just gets out of just gets out of dodge immediately. And uh, I think it really just shows that a lot of these exotic animal people are horrible, 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 horrible people that mistreat uh, animals and human beings and anyone that comes in contact or close proximity with them. It's, it's kind of more of the same. Like it's, that's a it's very broad strokes of that uh, three part documentary. But if you are interested in doc Antle, which I think he was probably one of the more interesting people from season one, mostly absent from season two he does get his own three episodes yeah he gets his own three episodes why would you need to be in season two yeah so if you did not appear by the way if you are still interested in those people it is i think a worthy documentary to watch it's absolutely more tiger king more of the same but just really shining a spotlight on these absolutely insane people and crazy how they continue to buy exotic animals and get away with all this all this stuff and particularly him with all of his just his harem and his weird behavior and let me ask you (laughs) was this your favorite 
I think I like this better than season two of Tiger King. What? We went on for that yeah. for a while. I think it's if you I know you said you didn't get a chance to watch it, but I definitely think if you do get a chance, it is worth uh it's it's worth the little bit of time that you spend with it. Just because I do think he was one of the more interesting people that was absent from season two. And you're like, okay, well, this is why, because they did his own spinoff thing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more to talk about, but he is, uh, probably one of the worst people that worst looking people that comes out of this. He may, it kind of makes him look worse than Joe exotic and on par with like Tim Stark levels of just fuckery and debased behavior that he's engaged with for about 30, 35 years. Um, and 25 it, years younger than he is most of his life yeah he and he's his proclivity for uh teenage girls is also just really made me want to wash my hands after watching this documentary it is a genuinely uncomfortable thing that they just kind of delve into but something that he seemed more than comfortable with he talks about it yeah it's gross and and weird but uh yeah, that's that's Doc Antle and what he's and what he's up to. Perfect. I'm Bad glad we could start the podcast off with pedophile down note. <laughs> I feel like you've told us something about yourself, Jake. It can only go up from here. It could it? I don't know. Like a boner, <laughs> like a boner. It feels weird that you went that direction. Yeah, I mean, hey man, I'm just asking you the question. Oh yeah, it's 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 bad stuff. So, Jake, what's going on in your life? What's going on in my life? What is going on in your life? We ate a bunch of salmon tonight. We did. A, it was really good. It was from little. To, it start. was from little, not little. <laughs> little with a D. Little, you know, with it with a D, Ryan. Life okay for you? You doing all okay? is good. We are just marching towards Christmas, and it's crazy to think that. By the time that this episode comes out, Christmas is nine days away. I want to kill myself. I hate Christmas. Have you finished with all of your Christmas shopping? No. no. <laughs> Going places this weekend, too. I'm going to be busy. I don't want to get all my Christmas shopping done. Busy person. I want to fucking hang myself. And that's the kind of holiday cheer that you can expect from both of us. Yeah. That's the level of effort we're going to be giving for the next nine days until Christmas. Yeah. My wife wanted to ask me a bunch of questions yesterday, and I was like, the worst thing imaginable. If you keep asking Asking questions, I'm going to feel like I'm going to need a panic attack to get out of here. What kind of what kind of questions are you talking about? I don't know. Just random questions. I was not in a good headspace yesterday, and I was just like ready to die. I just wanted... That's why I didn't watch the Doc Antle thing, because I just want to watch fucking Crime Scene Kitchen. That's all I want to watch, Jake. What's Crime Scene? What's what's up with Crime Scene Kitchen? Oh, it's actually very good. Yeah, tell me it's about it. It's where these people, it's on Fox, yeah. uh, Joe McHale's involved, and uh, he seems like an asshole, but I feel like if you know him, then he's probably okay. And I have, I was like, oh, I have friends like that who are like assholes, and I'm like, I know them, and I'm like... I like them, so maybe me and Joe McHale will get along. I don't know. Not fair enough. But basically, these people go into this booth, and it's two it's two different sets of t- six teams, and they eliminate each and each until they get to the final four. And you know they combine them all at some point. And but basically, you walk in there and you try to figure out what cake they're making or. Uh, pastry or whatever dessert they're making based on all the clues within this this booth and obviously they have gone and like kind of doctored some of it up to make it obvious and also to make it not so obvious i just find it interesting my wife asked me recently she was like what is your favorite tv show or like station cry you're like crime scene kitchen no i was like espn all day (laughs) Second, why would not be ESPN? (laughs) I could watch sports all day, just leave it on there, and it would happen. But she asked me about my second because I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?" And I, Food Network would totally be it. I enjoy competitions. I enjoy art, and I enjoy uh, people who make food with art. Though I am not a uh, big on like killing animals and stuff. I do enjoy. But you still like Food Network, though, which is I do. I I like to see what people can come up with. I like to see people rack their brains and really dig in. 
Fair enough. Uh, Crimson Kitchen is it only pastry and dessert related, or yes, okay. Um, and they have like special guests on. They're like, Ooh, what's their favorite dessert? Are you know, it's always got like a twist like on it. Celebrities or are they celebrity chefs? I mean, they're celebrities. <laughs> like I've seen some guy from like uh, Chop, the Hispanic guy with all the tattoos. Ugh, I can't remember his name. Dave Navarro. No, it's not Dave Navarro. <laughs> um, there's Kelly Osborne. There was Kim Young. Who is a North Carolinian? Yeah, he's from the faraway land of Hickory. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where that guy was born. Actually, I think that Zach Galifianakis is from Hickory. But well, based on the <laughs> stand-up I've heard from him, he is pretty much North Carolinian, and I refuse to believe any different. But yeah, they've had him on there, and like um, Kelly Osborne and uh, the Hispanic guy from Chopped, and like some other people I can't even remember. Nobody like crazy. There was somebody from like a Larry David show, um, the creator of Seinfeld, and Curb, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. She was in that. She was the one, the big smile, the bi- oh yeah, big smile girl, blonde, <laughs> older lady. Uh, now she is, but I we find that very interesting. So that's what I spent my time yesterday as I was trying to fight off a panic attack. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing my time. And uh, this weekend, I look forward to getting drunk and smoking a lot of hookah. Hookah. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something I have not done in a while. Have you ever been to a hookah bar before? Have I? Yes. <laughs> have Jacob. I? Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. 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 <laughs> I've been to them. I got different hookah bars and different area codes. <laughs> <sighs> so, yes. What's your fa- What's your favorite uh, flavor? Oh, I don't know. Me and my buddy will always talk about Huckleberry because of um, Doc Holliday from uh, Val Kilmer mm-hmm. from Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry, you know. Um, there's some other stuff. There's like Mountain Fog. That's pretty good. And then there's like some lemon stuff. It really just depends. A lot of times it's just the combination of multiples. We don't like factor or focus in on one. You got to combine them. It's quite an intense experience if you haven't done it before, if you haven't done it in a while. I mean, you can smoke cigarettes, too. That's pretty intense. This is also true. Uh, yeah, uh, I think the I've been to a hookah bar twice and I've thrown up each time. I've Have you? <laughs> Dude, let's go to a hookah bar. It is an intense thing. Yeah, I cannot wait to experience that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I haven't never done that since uh, since college. But uh, fun, fun stuff. I have to admit, at least at least the place we went in Wilmington, pretty, pretty cool little place. Uh, it definitely thought it was extremely pretentious that they had a VIP section in the hookah bar, which was an incredible thing when you're in a strip mall that you have a hookah bar with a VIP section. But that's just the just the world we live in, I guess. Hey, first world problems. Speaking <laughs> of first world problems, I'm going to tell you about first world solving problems. Found out this weekend. What did you fix? I, I didn't fix anything, right. but I found out that I'll be playing the new Halo game this weekend. So I'll be bringing that. Bringing that co- new content oh, to the table. Oh, yeah. Daddy's going to bring it. Halo Infinite. I've heard it's pretty good. I've seen things. Uh, I did enjoy it whenever I was younger. We used to get really fucked up and smoke like uh, potpourri, um, Mr. Nice Guy and shit like that. And I would play that game and I played it before then, but I was probably smoking weed during that time. I was a wild kid, you know, and uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, smoking hookah this time, enjoying it. I do have many fond memories of playing Halo 2 and not really knowing what I'm doing. But the good thing about um, the good thing about Game Pass is that basically if you have any Internet connected advice, uh, you can play Halo Infinite. And I've honestly been tempted to sign up for maybe a month or two of game pass so I can play it on my phone with my, uh, that phone controller that I have. Let me ask you a question. Is it like online? Yeah, it's all, it's uh, all streaming. Could you play it on your PlayStation? Uh, no, but, uh, since it is a, a streaming thing, you could play it on your phone or on your computer or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, you can yeah. sign up for game pass. It's like $15 a month. I don't know if I trust on my phone. I'm more of an old old soul i would try it for a month and if it sucked i'd cancel it but uh you're probably you know, gonna for, cancel it for 15 dollars. i think it's worth a shot plus you you get halo and like 200 like other 50 games. cents a day roughly yeah. <laughs> and plus 200 other games so it's uh 
definitely uh, it's game pass is something that as much as i think we both are not have never been xbox fans or really into what microsoft is doing that is one particular service that i sony has no equivalent for halo (laughs) has always been one of my favorite video games for xbox i cut my teeth as a stoner and i cut my didn't really cut my teeth as a gamer there, but thought you were gonna say cut my scroat as a. I cut my scroat on the controller. <laughs> um, no, but I I did enjoy those games back in the day, and it was a the nostalgia factor is gonna be huge for me. Apparently, rave reviews for. I'm Halo so I'm as well. literally excited. I have a boner here. You can't see it. I'm 34. Boners don't happen anymore. He's not ripping. But his, boners are what I'm. He wanting. hasn't ripped his pants off this week either. So you're really that's right, baby a lot, girls. A lot harder to tell. <laughs> you like the ASMR? I tried to. I tried to uh, edit that audio as much as I could. I mean, that was pretty bright. <laughs> if I'm being honest, Jake, let's cut into the news. It really man. made it stand out. It really did. I was like, I listened to it on the way. Um, ooh. Um, yeah, I listened to that and a lot of Matt Skiba. <laughs> I was doing that today. Uh, all right. Before we get into the Game Awards, which uh, kind of the biggest thing that I, the biggest thing for me in the world that I stayed up late last week and watched, uh, we'll get into some Cowboy Bebop news and that the Cowboy Bebop news is that it's canceled after one season. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> fucked up. I don't feel like they gave him enough time. Do you? Absolutely not. So this is a beloved anime that Netflix did a live action remake of. Do you think this is a cry for help? They dropped this about three weeks ago. It premiered on November the 19th. And today it's November, December 15th. And they've already announced that there's not going to be a second season, which is fucking brutal. I don't believe that. (laughs) That If I'm being completely honest. So Netflix notoriously does not really talk about the views of their shows unless they're really good. So I believe they talked about uh, what was the Sandra Bullock blindfold movie? Oh, the birdcage. Bird. Box. Bird box. Birdcage. Bird <laughs> that was the one Robin Williams. We did an delayed. episode on it, but I don't remember the title <laughs> of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Birdcage is a lot. Birdcage greater than Net, uh, Netflix Bird Box. <laughs> they were they were real excited to talk about the figures for that. I think they talked about Tiger King was streamed on a million different had a mil a billion quadrillion different views off fourteen different accounts. Um, they were they, when they have a hit, Netflix is like, okay, we are going to talk about how many views and how many accounts and whatever. When they don't have something that does not do well, <laughs> they are we're going to cut that off and pretend it never yeah, was born. Exa- basically, same with like House of Cards and stuff, where they're just like, uh, this seems like it was always something that was destined to fail. But John, John Cho was uh, really, really, he was been working on this for years to get this off the ground. And he finally did. And he, it was something that seemed like a passion project for him. And, with, and I cannot speak to the quality of it because I, I have not watched it. And I have not watched the anime. So I'm no authority to speak on this. But it, it seems like the response at least was mixed on a live action interpretation of this. But it doesn't seem to have gone over well if they have they dropped one season a month ago and they've already said nope no more we're not going to do a season two it must have really not gone over well with a lot of a lot of people and that seems like a shame i would be honestly crushed if the thing that i have been working on for years to get off the ground got canceled within three weeks of it launching (laughs) that's fucking brutal man like i I cannot imagine the, what's going on through John's show's head. Oh. I, well, I haven't seen it, and maybe just enough people didn't flock to it in time. It seemed like everybody who was in it was very proud of it. It, And I think that that, that speaks to it in a certain way, that if you're in it and you're like, okay, like this is something I worked on that I am proud of. This wasn't just me collecting a paycheck. That well, does- it's also hard because none of these people are very popular. Nowadays, is like Harold and Kumar is going on right now. Yeah, 
I again, uh, if, Cowboy if I had watched, I mean, how famous are they? If I had watched as an anime, that's extremely popular, but I've never Is watched it? it. But so. then, why are the people not coming towards it? Uh, live action remakes of an anime. Not yeah. done well in the past. Yeah. Avatar, <laughs> Airbender, looking yeah. at you. I've seen it, hated it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if I feel like if people played it true to its colors, maybe then maybe they be would like it. You tell you an anime I have been watching on Netflix recently, though. Attack on Titan. Very good I've show. Heard of it. Very good show I've watched. Is that with the two sisters? Uh, there is a brother and a stepsister basically no uh it's set in a near future or maybe far future where there's these big giant aliens called titans that are basically they look like big dumb humans but they don't have a dick or a vagina Hmm. most of the humans i see which they talk about where they're like we don't know how they reproduce because they don't have sexual organs but anyways they're here uh, and they love to eat people Maybe so that's how they do it. All of humanity is uh, basically they've hidden behind these a series of walls where they have like a city and then a wall and basically a series like that. And uh, there hadn't been a Titan attack in a hundred years, and all of a sudden there's a big Titan attack, and then they got to figure out how to how to deal with it. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. I like uh, I've liked the story so far, uh, and the the animation is good, and they've got this really cool combat system where they're basically like Spider Man, where they've got these big uh, like grappling hook things that fire in all directions and they can fly around and they've got swords. You can fight. Apparently you can't, the only way you can kill one of these big, dumb human Titans is stabbing them in the back of the neck. Uh, That's not how it worked in fucking uh, Shadows of Colossus. Otherwise, well, I'll, I'll say this. Otherwise they regenerate. So you can chop their head off and they regenerate it. But unless you stab them in this very small point in the back of their neck, that's the only way you can kill them. Uh, but it's it's good so far. And I think that the season four or five, which is the last one's coming out that's early cool. next year. So I'm trying to catch up before then. Uh, but that's that is a great one. Uh, I've enjoyed that. Uh, really good music, really good animation and everything. Uh, have not watched Cowboy Bebop. So cannot attest to that. And if there's a live action adaptation of Attack on Titan, I'm going to say it sucks and get canceled for one season. <laughs> Probably. We never know how it is. Not enough people watched it. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, so Tom Holland apparently, allegedly, has been approached about appearing in Across the Spider-Verse. Not surprising. Also found out that... Also found out a multitude of things. So I listen, because Jake has turned me on, to Mr. Sunday movies not sunday morning though i want him to be called that mr sunday morning which would (laughs) would emphasize a lot of things that probably people wouldn't want to think about mr sunday morning but i think that works uh mr saturday afternoon here in america (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah basically there is a uh so in the first uh spider-verse um if if it surpassed a certain amount, the director or whoever was like, yeah, we'll put um, the Japanese Spider-Man in there. And basically, Japanese Spider-Man had the same kind of tell as Ghost Rider. Um, but and he also had like a Power Rangers kind of thing. Like there was like this pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a precursor to Power Rangers. Like pretty much um, he would drive his little his vehicle into like some kind of leopard headed um, like bot and the leopard had really had nothing to do with anything. It was like the only thing that was animalistic about the bot and the bot <laughs> transformed into like a, a, a person kind of looking thing. And it kind of was like power Rangers at the end, you know, all yep. these characters would turn to like these huge characters and then you'd have to fight them and kill them. Japan is an interesting place. <laughs> Though seems Japan like. is like kind of ahead of itself. I remember <laughs> watching power Rangers and that was very like of that time. Like they love, a and big, they were ahead of that by like 20 years. They love a big thing, destroying a city. Don't they? <laughs> they do like Godzilla. I mean, they were, I mean, God, to think that that happened 20 years and even like the putties who were like the uh, henchmen or whatever that yes. would always come around. They were like mindless. They're exactly like all the generic Marvel aliens you see in every Marvel. That was in the <laughs> Spider-Man thing. Um, 
and like the rights were sold to um, them to be able to use that for Marvel and they showed it to Marvel. Marvel's like, what the fuck? And apparently Stan Lee was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And they were like, oh, well, we're going to leave this in Japan and never talk about it again until 2009. (laughs) And uh, but, you know, we'll be selling like, you know, merchandise and stuff. Really, they were like, oh, we could sell this to the kids like drugs. Jake, like drugs. Ah, I love a good drug. You know where you can get a good crack pipe? High point. <laughs> right beside our favorite movie theater. Oh. Allegedly. No, it's definitely I was my about favorite to say movie apparently, theater. but I said allegedly instead. Um, Sony has confirmed that a Venom 3 is in, and again, quote unquote, planning stages. So nothing like talking about a movie in its planning stages. <laughs> yeah. That's like saying you have an idea and never really knowing where to take it. So Sony Pictures producer Amy Pascal has confirmed in an interview, we are in planning stages right now for Venom 3, but we are focused on is getting everyone to come and see No Way Home. Well, I think that they'll succeed in doing that because that's easily... They didn't even have to fucking say anything. Yeah, that's easily going to be the biggest movie of this year, this pandemic-affected box office 2021 year. I think it's going to blow. I don't even know what the biggest. It's going to blow every guy in here. Exactly. Both of (laughs) us simultaneously because he's got those. He's got multiple little things he can shoot off of them. Bang, bang, bang. That's what Venom's up to. That's what he's up to. Bang, bang, bang. Marvel's Eternals uh, will be on Disney Plus for next to charge on January 12th. So we'll finally get to watch that again. I thought that was kind of surprising because that was really soon. Uh, yeah, because it just came out in what? Early November. And maybe it both, sucks that bad. We both were like, I'm not going to pay money to see that in the theater. So now maybe we can watch that for free on January 12th. Just two guys trying to watch it for free on January 12th. And apparently will arrive in the new in IMAX enhanced format, which offers an expanded aspect ratio when you watch at home. So I don't really know what that means. Uh, if you maybe if you're watching in a VR helmet, which we don't have, or if you have an IMAX screen in your living room, which neither of us have. I, I don't really know what that means, uh, but I'm excited to experience a new and expanded IMAX format for no additional charge. All you got to do is tack on a few impressive words to a thing you're getting for free. And you're like, ah, this is, this will be better than I was expected because I'm not paying for it. But I am. It's eight dollars, nine dollars a month, whatever Disney Plus is now. Fuck. Ryan doesn't know because he uses my login and passwords. Yeah, but it's OK. <laughs> um, Michael B. Short. I'm quickly going to the next. Like, I'm sorry, Mickey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mick, uh, Michael B. Jordan says Killmonger is not I'm a villain. Killmonger, you Ronald. <laughs> and Killmonger is totally a villain. <laughs> I refuse to believe elsewise. Killmonger had some great ideas, right? He had some terrible ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Where are we at in our news? Uh, Captain Carter series and costume redesign. I'm interested in this because it gave Captain Carter like her own or uh, Peggy Carter her own show. And then that didn't come to fruition. You it's like-, like they're trying to really push this. And I, I don't have any faults against that. I think that the character is really good. But I think that the fact that it saw so much um, excitement from uh, the what if world. And they're probably trying to tie that in there at some point um, that it it helped really kind of bring that back to life. We both quite enjoyed the What If series. I think it was. uh, But it was really like Doctor Strange's episode. uh, (laughs) That was definitely one that I watched first thing in the morning. I think I had the day off when I watched that one Doctor Strange one. I mean, that was very much like a. Oh, it was a downer. It was. (laughs) But it also like. What sprung from beyond that was like made more sense than anybody else. Yeah, it it really did. So I I liked this alternative universe thing. And I think that Peggy Carter was probably one that was underserviced in maybe the main MCU. Because I don't know if Agent Carter, the ABC. Asian Carter? Agent Carter. You said Asian Carter. She's not Asian Carter. Well, clearly she's not, but you said it. She's British. Let the the world know that you said that. Go back like 
15, <laughs> 20 seconds. He right. said Asian Carter. Right. She's British as L. Mark the time. In what this. time is it right now? <laughs> 3857. Wow, 20, we're going to be way short on this episode. I was going to say it's 2120 o'clock on December 15th. Yeah, no, no. We're going to go back to 38. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. I think she was a little bit underserviced in the, the episode she had. So um, anything that uh, expands upon that, I think is probably uh, probably a good thing. In my humble, honest opinion. For Asian Carter. Yeah, for Asian Carter. <laughs> uh, there was a new uh, trailer for Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore, which we watched. And the for some unknown reason, the audio was about 27 seconds behind the video. It was like the old uh, Godzilla movies. It except was. a lot longer between mouth motion exactly. versus like actual dialogue they had to dub it from british english to american english and apparently there's a bigger delay when you're translating between similar types of english uh i don't think that i have any sorts of opinions on this to be completely honest uh we both liked the original fantastic beasts and the second fantastic beast piece of fucking shit (laughs) i've seen shits i've taken shits better than that i was building up to it but i think you Pretty much summed it up. Yeah, I gotta pop the cork off, you Bad know, movie. rip the band-aid, fuck it. Bad, horrible movie. Uh they've recast uh Grindelwald as a Grindelwald type, aka Mads Mickelson. No a, longer Johnny Depp because Johnny. he like supposedly beat his wife. Um, but I feel like there's like some back and forth on that. It, and apparently Jack they, Sparrow will always be one of my favorite characters. The moral of the story is Amber Heard's going to be in that new Aquaman. And uh, Johnny whatever, Depp got, I enjoyed her in that too. Johnny Depp got recast. <laughs> I, that's uh, Mickelson. <laughs> why can't why can't things just stay the same? God damn it! <laughs> I just want things the same. Grindelwald was more of an idea of a person rather than a specific person. Actually, I mean, we can live in that world, but I mean, if we were in Pirates of the Caribbean world, they would be like, "No, Johnny Depp can't come back." What and if Matt like, oh, Mickelson multiple was, personality was Captain person. Jack Sparrow? If they did that during Captain Jack Sparrow, that show, I mean, that's the best part. part Here's the bad Nicholson and Edward Scissorhands, too. Yeah. Like, oh, I got clippy hands. What do you call that? Great clips. Great clippy hands. Oh, Mads Mickelson. Huge in Denmark. Could not. I don't know this guy. Could not escape this guy's face in Europe. He's everywhere if he may do great but i just don't from going from like if you're watching this like 20 years from now and you go and you start watching it up and you're like what the fuck happened he had like uh uh hair that pointed up like everything's changed about him his hair's down like i mean this is a real terrence howard don Cheadle situation here i mean (laughs) that was only one show and he wasn't even the focal character that's like, let's say we take Robert Downey Jr. from the first Iron Man right. and the first Avengers so movie. Let, yeah, let's see. Let's say this: we recast Robert Downey Jr. after Iron Man one, and who's going to be Avengers? T- let's just say Avengers. Well, there's Iron Man two, and then Iron Man. No, we're just going to say the Avengers, <laughs> and let's say that we put someone else as Iron Man. Who would 2 you put in there? Who has the same character? Johnny Depp. Perfect. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? Put Nicholas I mean, Cage in as Tony Stark. It just doesn't make any sense, but also I will say that these these are not as big as the Harry Potter thing. That's the greater universe, right? This is yeah. spin off from that. These were that this second, is like recasting <clears throat> the Hulk. Let's just say that Edward Norton <laughs> was like the Hulk for like a minute. Yeah. And then like Four years. What and is it? It's all of a sudden Mark Ruffalo the, shows up. Yeah, yeah. Mark Ruffalo from uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Um, or that uh, other movie with the wrestling guys with uh, uh, Fox, Fox Cage or whatever. Yeah, Nacho Libre. Yeah. Let's just say Jack Black <laughs> takes over. <laughs> Jack Black as the Hulk. It, it, would it be weird for everybody? Let's say that. Let's just break it down even Would it further. be worse than Kung Fu Panda? No. Let's just say that you are in a cafeteria and you're expecting to get pizza. And you end up with tofu. Tofu pizza. 
Just just no pizza. A block of wet, uncooked tofu. Just what if you just ate ass? I love tofu, but I also love pizza more. I don't eat pepperoni pizza. And eating ass. Oh no, I don't like eating ass. Yeah. Shame. You're missing out. You eat ass? You're missing out. You eat ass, Jake. Just like Mark Ruffalo. Jacob, do you eat ass? Jacob Smith. Do you eat ass? Well, Ryan, let me just Jacob say, Smith eats ass. Eating ass. Speaking of which, there's going to be a Mega Man live action movie in the works at Netflix, which God, if <laughs> I'm excited on, about, but I'm also cringeworthy. Based about. on their recent track record, I do not have a high hopes for this. If Cowboy Bebop could make it, what hope does Mega Man have? I like Mega Man. I like that series. I like the Mega Man spinoff series, but... I have no hope that this is going to be any good, <laughs> to be completely honest. Uh, yeah, I, I no, just no, no, don't do it. I would I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about this five years from now where they're still talking about maybe we're going to do it. Maybe it's going to come out at some point. I just I don't see it happening. I, I don't. Speaking of something. Uh, where you're really talk, you're really removing a couple ribs to do a self suck. Nicholas Cage is going to be playing himself. I love Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Let it stand. Let it be. It's the truth. We're gonna have Pedro Pascal or Tiffany Haddish. All the top stars. They're all gonna be there. For the one Nicholas Cage, uh, NPS or NPH rather, Neil Patrick Harris, he's going to be there as he's popularly popularly known. Nicholas Cage, if you haven't seen what was that movie that uh, I watched, uh, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. I am going to buy that movie. I hope that movie came in. My wife said that she got me something that she was very excited about. And didn't think it would make it. That'd be Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. I'm hoping. I'm down for it. Anyways, it looks like he's playing himself in a version of himself. No, he in a, is playing In a himself. universe where Nicolas Cage is the most important and popular handsome actor in the world. Um, Yeah, hello. And they've got to climb a small wall that they could also walk across. Um, Nicolas Cage is the greatest actor of all time. All right. Well, I cannot argue against that. You point. can never argue against Nicolas Cage. So we'll Cage. move on to our next news story, which is Wilmore Valderrama is going to star and produce in the Zorro reboot. <laughs> I just keep thinking Fez. Fez. And he's like, hello, I, I kid you. And you're like, oh, this guy's he's adorable. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that's what the first trailer is going to be like in that case. Uh mm. Moon Girl, Marvel's Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur. There's been a teaser trailer that's been released, Ryan. Have we watched it? Have you watched it? Because I also have not. It looks like it's going to be an animated uh, series. Let's watch it together. Yeah. Oh, well, he's not doing the Matrix, but he's doing Moon Girl and the Devil Dragon. I'm not watching this right now. Uh, We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Perfect. But... Ryan, yes, our big thing for the week that we're going to get through in the next 13 minutes is me talking about the Game Awards 2021, a, a thing that we've covered most of the years that we've been doing this podcast, which is crazy to think about that when we sat here with Cody, I've seen things when we sat here with Cody four years ago and we talked about the first time I watched this insane three hour long event that's mostly commercials mixed with a little bit of pretending that video game developers are winning Oscars mixed with some more commercials and then some more commercials. What a show. I have to say as devoting the first Thursday in December, every single year to watching this, it has not disappointed in that it's disappointed most, most years because there's always people on Twitter. that are like, uh, expect this insane announcement at the Game Awards, and then you watch for three hours, and that insane announcement didn't happen. Uh, this particular one was one that flew under the radar for me. It looks like there's definitely some impressive games that are in the works, but not a lot of stuff to be immediately excited about in the coming 12-ish months, I suppose. 
but these are 29, Ryan, according to Polygon.com. 29 of the biggest announcements from 2021. Let's do it. First one, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League gameplay trailer announced. Uh, looks cool. Slated for a 2022 release date. Doesn't look like something that's going to come out in 2022, if I'm going to be honest. Looks like something's going to slip. Second one. We watched this together. The Star Wars Eclipse trailer. It looked really good. It looked really... But you said that it's by the people who did Detroit, and Detroit is like a... Basically, select your kind of like what you're going to say, and that'll kind of... Coming determine yes. what you're going to do next. Coming from French developer Quantic Dream, which they've got their own issues, not apart from their games. Also, they're facing a big sexual harassment lawsuit. So incredible that Hell they're putting. Yeah, they got this Star Wars license and they're putting it out. Uh, it's set in the High Republic era, Ryan, which is roughly 500 ish something. Anyways, perfect. So, anyways, that the when that sh- we got Yoda from the back, could be Yoda, could be a different Yoda. Who knows? It's not Baby Yoda, that's for sure, because that happens after the grown this. Man, Yoda. Uh, anyways, like you said, it looked really, really good. This was the first, honestly, one of the first video game trailers I watched, where I was like, "Is this live action?" <laughs> it looked really great for it what it was. Really good. I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, it looks like it's expensive, but I again. When I saw the Quantic Dream logo at the end of this trailer, I was in, I immediately tempered my expectations for what this was. I was like, "All right, we're maybe be. it won't be that bad." I don't know. Uh, they're all of their games up to this point are basically walking and talking, mixed mixed with a couple quick time events where you have to mash square real fast a couple times, and that's that's it. <laughs> So we'll see if it's any good or not. Uh, Next up, however, the Wonder Woman trailer, which is called Wonder Woman. Perfect. There's no joke there. That's just (laughs) what just what it says. Um, It looked like Linda Carter was the basis of the um, character. Yep. It was not Gal Gadot. Yeah. It's a very short trailer where basically they they put the DC logo up and then you hear Wonder Woman talking and then it's like, guess what? Wonder Woman game. When's it coming out? Fuck off. <laughs> no one knows. No one cares. Jake is uh, pessimistic. Yep. Next up, Alan Wake 2, in which you said, is that Jared Leto? I was like, I don't know. It certainly no, looks you like said Jared, that's Jared Leto. <laughs> Fuck Jared Leto, man. I did not play Alan Wake 1. Um... There was a recent remaster of this. Guess what? They're hopping on the remake train because there's an Alan Wake 2 coming in 2023. So he's like a detective that's investigating this weird town and there's some supernatural shit going around. And that's that's all I know about Alan Wake. Perfect. Trailer for Forspoken, uh, which seems like a Marvel sassy... Uh... (laughs) fucking you're sassy we're jumping around to different dimensions and i'm talking about this and but but people are wearing dresses and robes and carrying uh swords and shit uh i they've put a a new trailer of this out during e3 and another one for this and doesn't seem like something i'd be interested in but you know what Maybe for some people, at least. It's going to be a PS5 uh, original. There's a uh, trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then there is Saguna's, or Sununa's Saga, Hellblade 2. You don't even know how to pronounce Chinese, Japanese. <laughs> Which we watched, and I was like, look at this shit. And you're like, that looks pretty good. And then there's a big dude who's on fire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The big I, thing about that trailer I, was... A pe- it'd be cool if the big dude was like on their side... And the people were like, oh, my yeah. God, we're running from whatever you've got attacked by. Yeah. That would just seem more cooler. And like, oh, my God. The big thing about this was it was actual gameplay. Apparently, they made a big deal. That was actual gameplay. That was actual. That was gameplay. not actual gameplay. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. They also prove that to me. They showed a trailer for the Halo TV show, which is going to be a Paramount Plus original. I'm about to play Halo. So this weekend, I will say this when they played this trailer i was like that looks expensive and it did it a live action halo series which i think that they have been playing around with making maybe making or maybe not making for quite some time looked good 
from what I could tell. It or maybe not good, but it looked expensive. Like they've spent the right amount of money to make this look like an Halo. You got Master and Chief. Halo? Yeah. Master Chief, he's there, not talking, but his armor looks real good and he's But just I think standing. he's like some bald headed kid that they changed. That's in. why he didn't take his helmet off, because he's bald. Well, I mean I mean <laughs> V for Vendetta, he was like that too. Uh, exactly. Elden Ring coming out in two months. They put in a trailer. Sonic Frontiers, though, an open world Sonic game, which we both were like, well, how do you make that? Because <laughs> he's faster than everybody else. So you just blitz through anybody who had a problem with you. It looked a lot like they took the opening scene from Breath of the Wild. And they're like, what if that was Sonic instead? Holiday 2022. Jake yeah. said, nah. <laughs> Jake was just a pessimistic person. I am. Uh, but it's coming out on all the consoles. Nintendo Switch. All the consoles. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Doesn't And interestingly, doesn't mention the Series S. So... Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, a game called Slitterhead, which we watched uh, set in Japan. Looks like people have some monsters inside them and they got some faces opening up and chasing each other around. Really scuttling about. Couldn't really tell what was going on here. Um, There was the Lord of the Rings Gollum trailer, which another a uh, stealth action game from uh, Datalac Entertainment and Nancom The Lord of the Rings Gollum is slated for release in 2022 and the game finally lets players enter the Lord of the Rings world as Gollum and Smeagol something that people were definitely asking for couldn't tell much from that trailer no, though they were not asking he was like just that. walking around a cave and then he spilled some lava or some molten metal as some dumbass dudes in armor were like I'm gonna like look up and not run for my life then there was Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which uh, featured Will Arnett and Ashley, Bur- Ashley Birch that came on stage for to showcase this trailer where they're like, oh, it's uh, Tiny Tina from Borderlands and she's playing a board game. And that's that's Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Looked that sounds exciting, fine. Jake. There was a VR version of Among Us, a Star Trek game called Star Trek Resurgent, which has been described as a third person choice driven game in the star trek universe coming in 2022 so good stuff there's better things worth coming for arc raiders uh which uh, also debuted a trailer so arc raiders when we actually paused uh recording for this to watch because i yeah, forgot can't about even it. Fake that shit uh honestly probably the be- one of the best video game trailers i've seen in quite a while had it- this incredible like late 70s early 80s vibe Remind to me it. Of super troopers yeah looked really really cool and this was honestly one of the ones where i was like does this look like a fun game to play or is it just a very well done video game trailer <laughs> time will tell uh, though i thought that it looked fairly it's the same. Look, it looked, everybody was running from something. Everybody was. It was like a spider something. or something. It did. It did look really cool. I love seeing something like this where they can integrate actual gameplay, which clearly a lot of this was. Uh, again, not a lot. You can really honestly tell from it. You can tell like a little bit of a setting. Obviously, it's a video game, so it's a post-apocalyptic setting where something has happened and there's some giant machines about. Nothing truly groundbreaking about that, but. Um, it seems like it's really leaning on like a Battlestar Galactica Super Troopers sort of vibe mm-hmm. uh, from this. And uh, it looked cool. Third person shooter. Don't can't tell exactly if this is going to be like a level based kind of thing, open world kind of thing or God forbid some kind of online co-op shooter or like good. <laughs> We're hoping that it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully something good. But yeah, it, it genuinely one of the ones that I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. I think I'm, I think that that's something that I would be uh, excited about in the in the uh, in the coming years. There's a Matrix Resurrections Awakens trailer where they did a very short demo that you can download for free on the PlayStation Xbox uh, where Keanu Reeves appeared. And he was like, yes. Let me talk about uh, we know how he trailer does. For Matrix Resurrections. Plus, there's going to be a look at Matrix Awakens, which is an interactive experience set in the Matrix world. Uh, there was also, uh, let me scroll through. There was a game called Nightingale, which released a 4K trailer, which was a looked like a Bioshock ripoff set in a... <laughs> uh, 
I don't even know. Uh, a fucking Victorian era mixed with uh, high fantasy, something else where there's portals, people jumping forward and backwards <laughs> in time. Uh, there was a monstrous, monstrous human faces in a, a shared world. Uh, but Nightingale is going to launch in early access on Windows PC next year and then in full access later in the year. Uh, and there was also the Cuphead uh, trailer, which we watched together. Probably one of the more impressive and uh, it was just different. Yeah, just something different. <laughs> Would you see something that's not a first-person or third-person shooter? You're like, okay, all right. That's, I can dig that. I have never played Cuphead before, but I think a lot of the draw to that is just them committing very, very strongly to assert this late 30s, early 1940s cartoon aesthetic. And I think they absolutely nail it. And they nail it in the presentation of this um uh, this presentation of this trailer as well. Uh, this stop motion weird animation that they did. I liked it a lot. And this was preceded by a literal five minute song that the orchestra did uh, in the lead up to this. So uh, it was a uh, it was a, it was a good trailer for sure. One hundred percent. I quite uh, quite enjoyed that. Jake got a boner from it. I got a cuphead boner from it. I <laughs> love your cup. I love boner cuphead. Up. I love his little fucking friend. I love Miss Chalice. I thought that it was really good. I, Mug I thought Man. that the fact Mug that Man was, was the other guy I got a boner for. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I think that it's good that it did something different, and especially for something that's been around for so long. I mean, they can afford to do something different. Yeah. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got a full presentation trailer. Ryan, what did you think about Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, you know what? I didn't think shit about the first Sonic the Hedgehog. And then I watched the movie and I loved it. Do I think they might overdo it this time? Yeah, of course I will. But I could be wrong. I did love the first one. So I will eat crow and think that maybe they'll do it right this time. I'll still really enjoy it. And I will still fiend for a third. I think Jim Carrey is great. Um, I can't Absolutely. wait to see what he does and how warped he is when he comes back. And they invite the emeralds in this one, which is a big part of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, anytime you went through those golden rings, you'd go into this world where you had to bounce around. I'm interested to see what they do with that. I like I'll be there. I, I am excited to see what Idris Elba can bring to the can bring to Knuckles. The series. <laughs> well, there's also Tails, and I mean. I, eventually they'll all team up at some point against Dr. Robotnik and Knuckles will be like the evil guy at first and then probably at the end he'll be better. I'm just excited because it's like some zany world that we can go into and I hope they keep it zany. I don't I don't hope they try to make it like, you know, to the to the board or to the books or whatever, you know, whenever you're like, oh, well, we kind of stepped out of our zone the first time. So maybe we should like bring it back. I don't think that's the case. I think you should just like. I know, think this is going to be a, ref the a refinement of the the thing that they've laid down previously. You think it'll be better or worse? Than I the think first it'll one? be about the same. I think it'll be worse than the first one. <laughs> that's what I'm dreading. I really enjoyed the first one. I really enjoyed that too. That was definitely that was a definite surprise because we got our wives. I thought the movie was going to be a fucking. And we got together. Terrible. On, we got together on a Sunday to watch that in a theater together, and we preemptively were like, "You want to go get a beer afterwards, just in case this is not very good." Yeah, we ended up doing it, and it was good. Yeah, and to much our surprise, to much acknowledged our surprise, that, that was also probably like the last movie we saw together for a really long time because movie theaters were closed shortly after. Yeah, it wasn't because of movie theaters. We could have watched movies together, Jake, but you just didn't want to. Exactly, we could have watched them. You together, motherfucker. We chose not to because I don't have neither of us have a heated couch. Yet. You can come sit on my couch at any point and I'll put my you can sit on me on my couch. Both of which are very warm all the time. Yes. And so the winners from the Game Awards, most anticipated game. The nominees were Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which still doesn't have a name, and Starfield. Uh Elden Ring took the winner of that. The best esports team. I'm not gonna talk about that fucking shit because I don't care. <laughs> Uh, skipping more esports stuff. Da, 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 da. Content creator of the year, Dream, won that. 
Best multiplayer game, It Takes Two won that. Yeah. Best sim slash strategy game was Age of Empires 4. Best sports slash racing game, Forza Horizon 5 took home that honor. Best family game was It Takes Two. Best fighting game was Guilty Gear Strive was the winner of that. Best RPG was Tales of Arise. Best action adventure game, and this is a special one to me, Metroid Dread took home that one. Really? Get out of town. (laughs) Skipped all the esports ones so we could get to that one. Best action game was Returnal. Um, Innovation and accessibility, Forza Horizon 5 took home that one. Best VR slash augmented reality game, whereas the Resident Evil 4 VR remake, no surprise there. That one was very well reviewed for Mm -hmm. that older game. The best community sport was Final Fantasy XIV Online. The best mobile game was Genshin Impact. Best debut Bless indie game you. was Kina Bridge of Spirits. Mm-hmm. Yep. I meant to say Kina Bridge of Spirits. Just me. Uh, best indie game was Kina Bridge of Spirits. Liar. Best ongoing game was also Final Final Fantasy XIV Online. Games for Impact or Life is Strange True Colors. Best performance was Maggie Robertson, who played... Uh, Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. She took home that honor. Best audio design was Forza Horizon 5. Best music and score was Near Replicant version 1.224744871139. False. <laughs> Best art direction <laughs> was Death number. Best narrative was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I seen that that's done fairly well, which we thought that was going to do terrible. Yeah. Quoted on this show. Uh, best game direction was Deathloop. And Game of the Year, the nominees being Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. And It Takes Two took home top honors at the 2021 Game of the Game of the Year's Awards Game of the Year 2021. I'm Anyways. Excited <laughs> about the uh, uh, Halo. I'm excited about Psychonauts 2. <laughs> I'm excited to say that uh one of those games we had played. Oh, I had played it's Ratchet and Clank. And that was just pretty much like a Ratchet and Clank game. So, but a good version of it and a, a good, yeah, modern, no, definitely, a good modernized version. It was, it was, it was a Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, I think that'll do us for one week. Yep. <laughs> I can live with that. Yep. Guys, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to check out almostaccuratepodcast.com. Uh, dot com. com. We have that domain name. Dot com now. and your mom. $12 a year. Google domain names. I'll get we you that $6. Figured baby it boy. out. <laughs> we'll do it. Hardcore. Guys, uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you think the show is worth it, please do leave us a review that will help us out in those pesky, pesky algorithms. Uh, and as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Suck my dick. Yep, that is what we say. No, that's not what every we say. We say time. nighty night, bitches. How and dare you, Jake? I'm <laughs> testing you. Until next time, folks. Nighty night, bitches. Rips pant. Woo! <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.